Hey guys, this is Daniel with Socratic Hobbits. Just want to say thanks for listening. We're doing something a little bit different this time. Uh, we have Kyle Blomgren back on, and he is going to DM a uh, session of D&D for us. So I hope you guys enjoy. We'll be back to other conversations after this one. Morse, do you need, I mean, did you, what was your preparation? This is probably the most preparation you may have ever done for a podcast. Did you do any preparation for this podcast? I edited the character you created. Okay. Did you read about like how to play D&D? No. Do you know how to play D&D? I listened to part of an episode that Kyle sent me a while ago. A simple yes or no will suffice. We'll find out. <laughs> All despite, right. despite the core rule books having more than 400 pages, it really is not that complicated of a thing. You, <sighs> you roll a dice and based off of what the dice roll is, you get to perform an action based off of what you said your action was going to be. That's, that's the gist of it. There's also some role playing. Like you have to pretend to be the person and think about kind of what they would do in the situation that you're in. Right, you've made this character. Um, I uh, I did basically make two glass cannons. So if you have any strength stuff for us, Kyle, um, that'd be interesting. Um, glass cannons. It's a good thing I have only strength stuff for you. <laughs> a glass cannon is a character that is basically very focused on. Well, they're probably not even glass cannons. They're just not very strong. Um, Oh, you should see what I changed my character to. Hey everyone, this is Socratic Hobbits, a podcast where Kyle Morse and me, Daniel Hayward, try to ask big questions and then answer them. Sometimes we stay on topic. Thanks for listening. Are we going to... So right now I'm looking and I can see that I'm in the campaign, but I don't see anything happening. Yeah, so let's... I mean, I can see like the game log thing off to the side and I can see that... Someone was rolling for us. Oh, I think I was just messing around. Um, I'm trying to see. Oh, show sidebar. That's interesting. Okay, so. Because I am cheap and I did not pay for the uh, expensive uh, subscription, then your character sheet is all you're going to see. It's not going to bring up maps or anything like that through this. That's fine. So when I'm on the mobile app, I can actually roll and like I just click like strength and then just do a check. Is there a way to do that on the computer? If you click on one of the numbers, so like something says plus two, click that and it'll roll. Oh, there we go. Did you guys <laughs> did you guys hear that noise that it played for me or no? I rolled a no. nine. Perfect. I'm just gonna mute with that. dexterity, which has a hey. I rolled dexterity 15. too. That's great. Probably because it's the second one. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Um. Well, it'll be I fun. I rolled a three on intelligence. <laughs> Great. So this will be. Oh man, I'm so glad I have a huge screen now. Although I don't really even need to have you guys up. Like I don't need to have Zencaster up at all because it's not showing me anything. Um. Okay. Yeah. So, Kyle, why don't you? I don't know. How do you? You're the. Okay. Uh, Blomgren, you're the D. 
Maybe you should start off with this, Dan. Okay, sure. So my character's name is Jad, J-A-I-D, for everybody out there. He's a wood elf druid. Um, and he, uh, gosh, I haven't done, I haven't done role-playing in forever. But, um, yeah, uh, do we have any kind of, like, I haven't, didn't really make a backstory. This is kind of just a one-shot, so... I didn't go, I didn't really think about why he is where he is. Um, uh, like, cause we're on, I think we're going to a mountain. So anyway, so that's, I mean, that's my character. Um, and I'm not going to be, I, I didn't, I didn't really do a, a full backstory or anything like that. So that's right. One, one shots are more about throwing things together and seeing what sticks. Okay. Yep. There we go. He's a wood elf druid. We can just, we can just be as, uh, that, that's. What is, a, what is a druid, Daniel? Oh, a druid is somebody who um, has has a source of magic uh, basically by like their relationship with nature. Is kind of the idea. Um, and I was thinking about, but don't think that I ended up... So because of the type of druid he is, um, I can do stuff that's cool with, uh, with the earth and mountains and stuff because I think that we're going to be out in the middle of nowheres. Um, I also have a, yeah, that's what a druid is. A druid, yeah, communes with nature and then channels energy. Gosh, forgot how nerdy this sounds when I'm not listening to somebody else who's been doing it for a long time, says it. That's all right, though. Yeah. It is just beginning. Don't you worry. Okay. Uh, Morris, what about you? I'm a Goliath rogue. <laughs> oh, you did make some changes. <laughs> wow. I so other than... Other than being a giant rogue, um, apparently I'm a criminal and a spy, and I am very calm no matter what, but I am extremely slow to trust people, and I believe that chains are meant to be broken, as are those who would forge them. Perfect. Um, so, Kyle, like you, kind of like you described earlier, the way tonight's going to work, um, I will... As the dungeon master, I have been preparing this de- this uh, session for, I don't know, two or three weeks now, I think, since we uh, first started talking about it. Um, so I will present to you a scene, a setting, a situation, and then essentially ask, you know, what do you do about it? And then you tell me, don't worry about the skills on your sheet. Don't worry about the rules. Just tell me what you want to do, and I will help you figure it out. And we'll go from there. Um, I am a very let's keep the game going kind of dungeon master. I don't like diving through the books. So just know that I will, I will make rulings that are in favor of fun. And uh, hopefully Daniel, after years of playing with me can say that that's kind of true. <laughs> um, but you know, it's at least half true. If, if we uh, make rules mistakes, you know, forgive us, but we're just trying to, Keep the story going and, and enjoy yourselves this evening. So with that, any other questions or... Yeah, so um, I'm just excited to do a little bit of collaborative storytelling because that's that's pretty much why, like, that. yeah, that's just what I'm excited about. So, and that's kind of why we're doing this on this on this podcast is, is that portion of it because, and also it's just fun, at least for me and Kyle, not for Kyle. It's going to get confusing. <laughs> I'm going to call you both by your last names moving forward. 
Where's the thing? All right. So, with that, we will begin. Your I character to say that I come from squalid conditions. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Your characters are walking through the Fern Creek Mountains, high above the Kingdom of Westlake. You've been walking for the last two days through sleet and hail as the temperatures drop while the elevation rises. You are here in search of knowledge. Doesn't matter to me. I'm good for cold. You are here in search of knowledge. One week ago, you received a missive from an unknown source who claimed that there was a book hidden away in the Fern Creek Mountains that contained both questions and answers to some of life's most pressing dilemmas. Indeed, this was not like the last quest for knowledge you two undertook, where you simply learned the answer was 42. No, this book promised not just the answer, but also the question. In order to find it, though, you needed to set out post-haste in case this mysterious benefactor was bound to tell others about the secret trove of knowledge. It is late in the afternoon. The sun has already set behind the mountains to the west, but there's still enough daylight for you to see clearly, though you know the last few days that this daylight will not last. You walk through a ravine, the walls of which stretch more than 100 feet above you on either side. As you continue down the path, your eyes constantly scan the ridgeline. You notice a small rock slide, with maybe five or six large stones kicking up dust as they tumble down the walls of the ravine. You raise your weapons in that direction, but before you can react, a pair of orcs comes up behind you and attacks. Roll for initiative. So on your character sheets, you'll see the initiative button. Nice. Mm-hmm. So can you see the roll? I, I rolled the green one. Yeah, I saw that. I don't see initiative on my character sheet. So do you see the proficiency bonus at the top, right next to charisma? Yes. Right That's below initiative. that? Right oh, below. I see it. Four. Okay. Uh, six. Six. Uh, perfect. All right. So I see two orcs before me. Uh, how close are they, Kyle? So I guess we turned around since they were coming from behind. Yeah, unless they got a surprise round on us. They they were going so fast they blew right by us and missed the first time. All right. So they are they are about thirty feet behind you. So you should be able to close. You both should be able to close with them in one round if that's what you choose. So we are in what's called structured uh, play at this point. So everyone has turns based off of your initiative rolls, and Luckily for all of us experienced people, Jade, or you said it was Jad? Yeah, Jade is fine. I'll be Jade. I keep reading it, Jade. Just read Jade. We'll go with Jade from now on. Yaid. Jade is up first. Yep. So are, uh, they need to roll. Are, how close are they to each other? Uh, probably about 10 feet apart. So if something has a... I guess it's a 5-foot sphere. Um... On the closer one, I'm going it needs to make a dexterity saving throw. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to cast uh, Flaming Sphere. And Ooh, my dice are not happy with me tonight. That's okay. I only rolled yeah, he a fails. three. Yeah, so three three damage to that one, and um. It's a five foot diameter sphere, so that would be that, that wouldn't catch them both because it's five feet across, right? Correct. Anyway, okay. Yep. Oh wait. Yep. So, so you get the one, and uh, describe what that looks like. So Jade holds up his hand, and from behind them, 
rushing towards um, basically rushing towards him from from the ether. Uh, it, it comes kind of from the opposite direction that you would expect, and it materializes there, if that makes sense. And then and then coalesces in a in a ball of fire. Yep, there we go. Uh, and if they're uh, awesome, if there's anything flammable there, it uh, it catches it on fire. How fast can these orcs move? Fast enough. And so with that, um, anything else you want to do on your turn, Jade? Uh, n- noting that. Uh, Chesty is a big boy. I'm going to stand uh, kind of behind him. I'm gonna. I'll move behind him, and then uh, yeah, that'll be it for now. Okay. So one of the orcs is going to the one that was not hit run forward straight at Chesty and try to swing his great axe down onto his face. So I need you to look at your armor class and tell me if rolling a twenty-one. Is if the twenty one is bigger than your armor class? Yes, it is. I have eleven. Well, Why right. do you have eleven? You need. You should have something for armor. I have light armor, leather. Huh. But my AC is higher than thirteen. What's your? Okay. We'll just we'll just keep going. And you will take six damage. So he brings that axe right down over your uh, over top of his head, right into your shoulder. Your right shoulder, the one that you just got done being fixed on by the uh, the healers. Oops. And then, uh, so on your character sheet, you'll give yourself six damage there. And then Chesty is up. Where? Uh, so if you, there's a big thing that says your current and max hit points. There's a damage button and a heal button above that. Oh, damage. So just go damage a bunch of times? Uh, I think you could type it in. and then... So you should be able to type in nine and uh, then click damage. Six. Oh, nine? Nine. Why is it nine? Yeah, you said six, Kyle. Oh, I think I said six, so yeah, six. Do you misspeak? Yeah, you cut six. Out there for a second. I, I said six initially, so we can stick with six. Why is six yeah, coming in today. my character sheet? Is someone trying to type it? No, I, I added it to mine. So now I'm down to nine. All right. And Chesty is up. I use my left hand to punch him with a melee attack. All right. So then you'll click on the unarmed strike button, and it should roll. Six. Nine. And a nine is not enough. So you, uh, your arm lashes out toward the orc, and he kind of just sidesteps out of the way, and your uh, fist flies harmlessly through the air. Bummer. Hey, uh, can I have a free action to speak? Sure. Like, is that is that fine for me to go not on my turn, or do you want me to wait? No, go for it. You can speak. Uh, Chesty, do you have a weapon? I have a short sword. Maybe you should use that. That's it. Well, it doesn't do much more than <laughs> the unarmed strike. If he wants to be Am a, I still a, going? a brawler, you know. That's that's totally fine. That was no, the second orc is going to run up at Chesty since uh, somebody decided to hide. What actually. about the first orc? No, he's it's not his turn anymore. He's still in your face. Oh. But the, the second orc, he's actually going to just lay his head down and start sprinting. He's going to go straight for uh, straight for Jade. That's fine. And how does a 17 Jade 17 match Tracy? All right. So same thing. He kind of brings his great axe up and brings it down across you. And it's going to give you nine wounds. Uh, nine? Okay. 
but we go up around to the top. Yeah, give me just a sec. So I got to roll a, is it a constitution or uh, for, in order to keep my spell going? Con- a constitution save with the difficulty with the amount of damage you took. Oh, it's, yeah, okay. Oh, that's a fat one. Okay, so the um, the flaming sphere goes away. Uh, and I am going to swing my scimitar at it. And, wow, that is four ones in a row. Or, like, out of the five rolls. Okay, does five hit him? Five does not hit him. Your scimitar oh, kind of bounces off a, like what looks like a, the skull of a, um, of a giant boar that is using his shoulder pads and just kind of clicks off of it. But the orc, anything else you wanted to do? Um, well, he's in my... No, nothing else. Uh, let me see real quick. Um, no, not at this time. All right. So the orc that's in front of Chesty uh, tries to shove him back with his axe and swing again. And as he's pushing, he gets a big fat one. And he uh, just kind of almost pushes himself back a step or two as he's trying to push this giant Goliath out of his way. Um, Chesty's turn. So he's still within five feet? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to do an unarmed strike again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, you rolled a two? He rolled, that was the damage. The 17, the oh, 17 does hit. Okay. Yeah, what is the damage thing? Where does that come into play? When you hit uh, it. So the damage is how many wounds you give to... Yeah. Oh. Yep. So you roll the attack usually first that and then the damage sense. next. But Oh, that's why I got confused. Makes sense now. I was confused as well. Okay. So yeah, you reach out and punch him and he just kind of takes it and smiles back at you as the orc that's in front of jade is going to try and again strike you and just utterly fail so what he's going to do is going to push you off and he's going to take a couple steps away from you so he is leaving your five feet okay i'm going to make an opportunity attack as uh, go for reaction with my scimitar 10 probably isn't going to hit not enough so he's going to come up behind uh, chesty and chesty you are surrounded one in front one behind as we go back to the orc that is... Nope. Back around to Jay's turn. Yeah, it'd be mine. So, uh, is the orc that's facing Chesty away from me? Do I have advantage on a scimitar attack? Uh, you would have advantage. Okay. So the way, um, Kyle, you'd roll with advantage, and we'll tell you what it means later, uh, you'd right-click and say with advantage. Basically, it rolls two of the d20s and takes the higher of the two. And that is enough. 14 is enough? Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's six damage. Ooh. All right. You can see that he uh, he looks, one would say, bloodied, which is to say he has less than half of his hit points remaining. Uh, I'm going to... Well, I was thinking of switching my... I have a cantrip that basically lets me use a staff as a... Uh, a staff or a club, um, basically, is a stronger. Uh, it'd be one d eight. Yeah, it's a it's a stronger weapon because it's imbued with with magic. So I'm gonna switch that and then 
use my bonus act. Like, oh, I guess I would... I probably can't do... I'll just switch it for this turn. So I've got... Um, now I've got my my quarterstaff out. Perfect. And the first, first orc's going to try and hit Chesty again. Whew. Good thing I was... So because he is flanked, um, you know, he's really got advantage on this hit. And he's going to roll a 17. How's a 17 look against your uh, armor class? My armor class is now a 16. <laughs> did you figure it out? All right. Is your armor, did your but armor 17 class still hit, still beats? Yeah, I now have a chainmail. Well, <laughs> did, you, I don't, did you, how did you get that? You just go in and. Well, there's, we were near, we were near a troll cave and I just grabbed some out. Is it, is it in your inventory? It's all good. You guys are experienced characters, so sure, why not? Um, okay. So that you're going to, so Chesty, you're going to take uh, five points of damage. And then after you're done doing that, it is your turn. Okay. I'm going to retaliate with, with my, with, with your the new... sword. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go on. With the great with the great axe, I also grabbed out of the. Oh my goodness! <laughs> a uh, purple worm that you trained comes up and. Okay, I don't think you get any more free stuff. This this is what one might call cheating. It's all right though. I okay, still have... so you you hit him with your great sword, great axe, great axe. Uh huh. Okay, you gotta roll an attack. Nineteen. 19 hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Five damage. Oof, that could have been so much higher. All right. What is a one... And as is you, 1d12 uh, mean that it maxes out at 12? 12. Yeah, you're rolling a 12-sided dice. Okay. So you, it sounds like you got one yeah. out of 12? A four. Um, so yeah, as that cuts into his arm and it, he just... Uh, you withdraw the blade of the great axe and see his nice black-colored uh, orc blood all over it. Should put a content warning, I guess, for your, some of your listeners. Um, that second orc is going to try and turn around and hit Jade back for striking earlier. It's going to come up with a 16, Jade. That'll get me. Ooh, for 10 damage. Uh, that's bad. I don't like that. That's really bad. That was, a, that was the highest rule I've done today. That's a big hit. Uh... It's your turn next. Yep. So I'm going to use... Um, I am going to cast a healing word on myself. Um, and, and not a bad roll. Because uh, I was real close to the to the end. Um, Actually, that brings up a question. How do you heal? Do you just sort of go up over time? No. Uh, so, you, I mean, you can heal by taking a short rest or by a long rest by sleeping. Um, or uh, if we have healing potions, which uh, maybe you found some in that tra- <laughs> troll cave. Troll cave. Uh, that was just. You <laughs> Let know, me just, see if I did. Uh, look. I found a couple. Okay. You probably found a couple. I also found I just had a shield that I actually had in my inventory. <laughs> so, there. That you weren't um, using. That I wasn't using. So now my AC, I, I, everything that would have hit still hit, but it makes me feel better to know that I have 15. Um, that is now your turn. Uh, my uh, Kyle's turn or my turn? Oh, it's, no, it's not my turn. Cause I just, uh, I just 
I just cast a spell, and I don't have any... Oh, I'm also going to um, cast uh, Chala, Chalala, um, which I can never Shillelagh. say, you know. What's that? Chalala? Shillelagh. Uh, I'm going to go with Chalala, uh, and basically what it does is it, uh, I, I wave my hand over my quarterstaff, and it blow, glows a, um, like a dull green um, but a little bit of light comes off of it, which you can see in the in the dusk. Um, but I'm not gonna. I can't do anything with that for for the moment. Um, so, and is he? Okay. He's in my five foot still, correct? Like he's he in, he's within reach of you. Yep. Yeah. And then so, you closed did, up but, to him. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I attacked him. So, all right. So the first orc that. Uh, hit Chesty so long ago is going to try to do this again, bring this giant uh, Goliath down, but unfortunately with a... As he, he brings his uh, great axe down, it just gets tangled up in the uh, the chainmail that manifested across your body. And he just <laughs> runs at you and growls in, in anger as it's now Chesty's turn. See here. I will now use the maul that I why are you so surprised I mean trolls have quite the stash I just no that's that's great I'm very happy for you you're going to use your maul are you going to use a different weapon every time asking you shall receive don't use one every time so generally speaking you need to ask the dungeon master what you're getting but or what you find but oh this is can I use the maul that I found in the troll cave <laughs> That I have in my <laughs> equipment. Stick with your great axe, Mister Goliath. Stick with the stick with the great axe, or I might take that away too. <laughs> All right. Twelve. What's your damage? You you hit him. All right. Damage nine. There you go. Ten. All right. Describe how you take him out. I split him from the top to the bottom. Wow, that's quite a hit. Straight down. And he falls apart on one side to either side, like a melon. He splits like someone's hair hit by Robin Hood's arrow. There you go. All right. So now there's just one baddie left. Okay. Anything else you want to do on your turn? There is. Uh, no. And that one baddie sees what Chesty did to his friend and uh, squeals and is going to turn to run. Both, Since he's within five feet of both of you, you each get to do an attack of opportunity on him. So... One time per round, you get to, if someone's leaving reach of you, you get to try and hit them. Does 10 get him? It does not. What about 17? That does. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And you uh, bludgeon him over the top of his head and he falls as well. I like like the uh, equipment that I found in the troll cave. Jesse, what else did you find in that troll cave? A, A few, what was that? How many? When was this? When did? Who did? Where did you get it? <laughs> Jesse, Jesse, what'd you find? And why didn't you share it with me? Well, apparently, I didn't find quite as much as I thought. What? Did, what did you find, though? What equipment did you did you find? What potions did you find? Did you find anything magical? I did. I found. But did you lose it again? Um, not yet. 
What you got in that bag? Well, it's it's actually equipment, so it's not even in my backpack. So you just you're just you've got a bunch of stuff in your hands that you're carrying around, and in your pockets. Exactly. Is it like a fisherman? What do you look like? What are you wearing? And you just have like one of those fisherman vests, and you've just got stuff shoved in it. It's more like a long, long trench coat. You're wearing a long trench coat, and you pull stuff out, and you're like, "Oh, I'll try this." Is that that's the deal? Yep. Is your trench coat black? Is it green? Yellow? It's more of like a dirty brown. Okay, so you're a Goliath wearing a trench coat that had a maul, a great axe, and a short sword. Yep. Along with other things? Well... You? <laughs> uh, Chesty, you are not the person that I thought you were. Uh, and... Yeah, there we go. That's... Uh, is there anything you guys would like to do to uh, kind of clean up your mess? Well, there is the mess of the orc in half. Yeah, well, there's not much we can do about that at this point. Um, I check his pockets on, you know, the separate halves, see if he has anything. Does he have any... What, what kind of weapons were they using? They were using great axes. Oh, um, I don't think I'm strong enough to use one of those. Jesse, do you want another great axe? I like, I like try to pick it up and then it just kind of the head stays on. I'll take another great axe. Okay. I'll just throw it in my backpack. Great. Uh, do they have any money or anything? No, they do not. Okay. Uh, Chessie, do you have any idea why they... But where you're going, you don't need money. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, I would like to make a wisdom check. Or, well, I, I basically want to try to figure out why they attacked us. Um, is there a... Would that be a wisdom or intelligence check? Did they have a potion of stone giant strength? Almost certainly not. That's very rare. No. Oh, I misread it. It was cloud giant strength. Very, very extremely rare. Um, yeah, so, so do I know why they would have attacked us? Or, like, can I roll a check? Uh, you could... Yeah, you could make um, history or insight. Bounce that check. Okay, I'm going to make an insight check. Um, I, got wow. a 20, I got a 21. I'm Very real insightful. I'm real smart. So you know, here in the Fern Creek Mountains, there's a, um, a sizable orc camp nearby. And this particular... Um, you know, this particular... Uh, trail that your guys walking on um, is fairly well traveled so it may have just been a random uh, trying to get some loot off of you and or it may have been something else but with your uh, 21 of uh, you said insight yeah yeah that that would just be um, you know kind of an attack of opportunity you know you guys were in a good spot for them to uh, to ambush. Okay. And did the rocks falling have anything to do with them? Or was that just... I might have figured that out when they attacked. In fact, it was. In fact, you think that maybe there was a third one, but then some higher power realized you were getting beaten too hard. Oh, man. Yeah. And then we squashed them. Shows what that guy knows. All right. Well, sounds great. You do each have a potion of healing if you want to pop that. Otherwise, you will keep walking and we will move on. 
I would like to pop a potion of healing. All right. Roll 2d4 plus 2. 2d4. So if you go to there on the bottom left, there should be a dice. Yeah. Uh, and then if you click the bottom most one twice, and then just click roll to everyone or to yourself. I just rolled two fours for you. It was a custom roll. See that popped up. Roll to self or everyone. You can just roll to everyone because that's the one that. Six. Plus two. Okay. Be eight. So that's how much you heal for. Oh, well, it was four plus two. Oh. Is six. Okay. Oh, but you plus also rolled two, eight, so eight for both of us. So fourteen. No, 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 no. You rolled your six plus two is eight, Kyle. My roll was just for me. Oh. For funsies. Math math is hard. <laughs> it's almost like Oh, never mind. Wait, why did you roll? Just for fun. I was just oh. I was just doing it. Just to So show I you. was the only one rolling. Yeah, for that's real. correct. So you roll a six. Cool. And then you get the additional two. Okay. From where? From the healing potion. That's how it works. So when you oh, roll, okay. so so much like an ability check, like when you rolled a eighteen and it was plus one because you had the great axe. Although it should have been more than that. Well, the plus one was because his strength, because he's a dex based character. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Um. Okay. Okay. So you guys keep walking. The trail ahead uh, leads straight into the wall of a mountain. As you approach, you can see that the trail curves through a carved stone archway, slightly larger than an average humanoid. Beyond this archway stretches another long hallway. As you cross the threshold, torches hanging along the wall in 30-foot intervals on either side begin to light one, then the next, then the next. As the hallway illuminates, you can appreciate words. No paragraphs carved into the walls of this hallway at the end of the hallway about 100 feet away opens the the hallway opens large enough to fit a dragon or small giant and is capped by an equally large wooden door this door splits in the middle and has two loud large round knockers about 10 feet high as you look at the door you do not see scratches ruts or signs of movement in the dust indicating this door must open inward i am do i need to use a saving throw here no, no, now would not be the time for not a saving yet. throw. Might be the time to check to see if there's traps, though. Um, so use the senses? That'd be a sleight of hand? No. In- insight? Investigation. That's right, investigation. But I have a higher insight, so I was hoping to go for that one. I have a higher investigation than perception or insight. Okay. Uh, so should I go? What's your What's your, What's your insight? Uh, my insight is plus three, but that is not this type of check. I think we could ask the DM. That's what he's there for. Oh, I was I was looking at the passive investigation, which is sixteen. Uh, yeah, mine's ten. No, um, but you got our. Uh, yeah, I didn't just roll. Do you, so do you do you want to check for traps, Jesse? Sure. I might just spring them by uh, thundering on the ground. Kyle, how would he check for traps? I am losing you guys quite. I'm a giant. I'm just going to do a pull-up over the archway and vault over without... You, uh... There you go. That's better. That's one possibility. All right. If you want to do a pull-up on the archway, you do, and uh, nothing happens except for a little bit of strain and pain in the biceps. All right, so now I'm on top of the archway, looking around. Your face is in the wall of the mountain. 
I'm gonna roll because uh, this archway is not like the freestanding archway. Oh, it is the doorway it's, through it's, a, it's, into a hallway or into the mountain. Oh, into the mountain. So I'm just like standing on above. I Chesty, what are you doing up there? Can you help me with this door? I'll let you figure it out. Okay, I would like to see if there are traps. I'll watch from safety. I'm you telling can make you, an insight check yeah, not you. or an investigation check. Uh, is it either or? Or is so it go investigation? Ahead uh, investigation. Investigation. Okay. That almost was real bad. Uh, I got a 12. Okay. You look around, and um, near the beginning of the entrance, you see snow that brushed in, and it's, it's uh, completely untouched. But as you look further down the hallway, that again is really well lit with all these uh, magically lit torches. Um, you're not mm-hmm. seeing any signs of traps. You know, you're not seeing holes in the wall or squares on the floor or scratch marks or blood or anything like that. Like it just looks like it's a normal hallway, okay. except for the words that are scrawled on the walls. Uh, can I? Um, can I see if I can read? What are they in? Are they in, uh, I'm assuming they're not in common. They are in common. Oh, what did and they I will say? Put them. There we go. I threw them into our chat. If so, one of you wants to read them. Read the wall and learn my tale. Though never shall we meet. Think like me or else you'll fail. Use empathy, I entreat. So. And as you, and as you see that, you look next to it. And there is much longer text. So I will post it for you guys, and then I will go ahead and read it just for brevity's um, sake. But I'll put it here so you guys can not have to say, well, what was that part? What was that part? There you go. All right. Long ago, there was a town called Ehrlich nestled high in the Fern Creek Mountains. It was a quiet, sleepy town, but one day, all of that changed. A great red dragon named Roverdurth attacked the town. He came in the night while Ehrlich's inhabitants slept. He made pass after pass against the town lighting many homes aflame. The streets became as bright as day under the onslaught. The next night, he struck again. Many warriors were sent into the surrounding mountains after Brofordurth. Many warriors failed to return from his lair. But one unlikely hero came forth and volunteered to defeat the dragon. The town council was unsure, sending one so unlikely into certain death. But in the face of certain death coming to them all, the council relented and authorized the venture. The hero left with a small bag and dagger and enough food for the journey. Upon the hero's return, all were amazed. No blood or soot marred skin or cloth. All of Ehrlich came out to see the unlikely hero's return and hear their tale. The council relinquished their authority to the hero, and overnight the town began to transform. Prosperity and peace came to Ehrlich, and Braverdurth was never seen or heard from again. Hmm. Okay. That's a lot on the wall. Um, so did it just like light up after I read the first one out loud? Or was it all there the whole time? It, it was all there. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So can you describe for me again the door that uh, Chesty is standing kind of on? He's like crouched, standing on top of, probably has his back between the ceiling and the roof of the cave and the top of this like outcropping and he's just standing there like crouched so there so there's first uh the the archway leading into this hallway so you know outside is the um is the the footpath that you guys were walking on 
you know, starting mm-hmm. to snow outside, blowing wind. Um, it's an open archway, so there's no door there. But 100 feet down the hallway, the hallway opens up wide. So where you're standing, it's about humanoid sized. But then it opens up okay. wide to about, um, they say, 20 feet wide, 30 feet wide, um, as well as equally tall, about 30 feet tall. Okay, so so it's like a it's like a cavern within the within the hallway. It's like an open cavern, and then on the opposite side is a doorway. Is that correct? Okay, and so and the door is massive. And Chesty, where are you? Are you on the other side of this cave on the top of the door? I was going to ask the DM if I can jump down and join Yaid. Yeah, you can. I'll, you, you can do that. So I'm standing next to you. So. Chesty, what do you think we should do? Should we just knock on it and see if anybody comes out? Uh, actually, also, are the torches removable? Um, yes. Okay. I'm going to grab me a torch. It's a mm-hmm. magical torch. Well, it looks like it's a regular torch that has a magical flame atop of it. Yeah, that sounds magical to me. Yeah. So you go up to the door? Yeah. Uh, well, what, I'm, I asked Chesty, what do you think we should do? Hmm. I'm really curious about where the name Brovriderth came from. Do you know, Jade? Mm, I can make... Uh, no, I don't. I, well, let me see. DM, do I know anything? Do you want me to roll a history check? For... No, it came from Google. Uh, it's I don't know it's a dragon's a real... name. Yeah, no, no. Uh, do I know any like stories about... Stories or anything about... Uh... Yeah. Revergareth? You very well might. You could make a history check. Say again there. You might oh, even okay. be able to make a, a na- you can make a history check or a nature check. A nature check? Mm-hmm. Sure. It's not any better than the Okay, I got a seven, so I probably know a lot. Yeah, you're the the name Broverdurth, it, it's kind of familiar, it's at the tip of your tongue, but you don't remember much with uh with the, that seven. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think it was a dragon, Chesty. That's all I can remember. Well, I feel like the um, cave kind of told us that, but that's fine. Yeah, but I remembered it. I remembered it before the cave told us that. Chesty, do you remember anything? So you guys can make a history check. Chesty can try either or both. And Jade, you can try the, the history if you'd like. Sure. I don't remember the name entirely, I think is what that role means. I got a three. Oof. Chesty, do you remember anything about Rivertoros? Yeah. I'm 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 fine not knowing. Let's <laughs> let's go ahead and just open up this door. Well, go back and read the very first uh Yeah, so is something about empathy. Jade, you you think the uh the the riddle at the beginning might have something Yeah. Okay. Uh, read the wall, learn my tale, though sh- never shall we meet. Think like me. Maybe we need to, uh, I could, I could cast the flame against the door like a dragon. I've got one more use of that. Can I just hit the door with my great axe? Yeah, but I think we're supposed to do something with the riddle. Don't you think, Chesty? You're probably right. Let's see here. If you think it's best to use your great axe, you can do that. I'm going to stand as far away from you as I can, though. I can do some more investigating at the door. Okay. 
What are you going to do to investigate? See if there are any more clues around the door lintel. Are you going to look around? Are you going to get on your hands and knees and like try to look underneath? I was going to look look at the edges of the door okay. and above the door, around the door, and see if there are any other words. And it looks like a normal door, just really, really big. It's a good thing I'm a giant. Am I able to see the top of it? No, you are a Goliath, which is about six feet tall, not 16 feet tall. And this door is about 30 feet tall. Okay, so this door is 16 feet tall. This door is 30 feet by 30 feet, so it is tall and wide, and you are not. Is this a double door, or is this one single door with hinges on the side? It is a double door. Can we see any hinges? Uh, the, in, the hinges are on the sides. Okay. Oh, so Each it opens towards is about us. your size. Me. So if we can see the hinges, it opens out towards us. So, yep, I lied. You do not see the hinges, but you do see bolts where they are attached on the other side. Um, ah, so we have to push it in. But you figure by the size of the bolts, you see that they are about your size, if they were visible. But yeah, you can go ahead and investigate the door. Give, roll investigation check. Investigation 10. All right. You can see in the very middle of this large doorway that there's a on the right panel a smaller door that is humanoid size that um, looks like if you just push it, it should be able to open. Do you want to push on it, Jade? I'm trying to or would you like me empathy. to push on it? I'm trying to think about empathy, and I'm, re- re- I'm, re- I'm thinking really hard about the story. A small bag and a dagger, and he went in, and I don't think he defeated the dragon. I think he convinced the dragon to not attack the town anymore. Maybe we need to be friends with the dragon. Did you need to do some surgery on the dragon? I think that the... I think... Yeah, let's just go in. I walk over and I push the door. All right. As you open up the door, you are um, almost blinded by um, an equally lit room on the other side of the doorway. Uh, The light coming from within is almost blinding as you quickly realize it's because the light is reflecting off a large pile of gold. You can see coins, goblets, vases, chairs, crowns, jewels, and any other thing that may once have represented wealth and power seemingly haphazardly thrust together into a massive hill of gold. Sleeping atop the pile rests an adult red dragon. Dark gray and black smoke billows from his nares and floats toward the ceiling more than 70 feet above you. The smell of sulfur burns in your nose. His snore almost makes the floor shake with its deep, repetitive rolling. What do you do? And Jade's phone went off and woke up the dragon. Uh, I whisper, hey, don't touch the gold. Uh, So I see a huge pile of gold and a dragon. And is there kind of a path around the pile of gold that would... Um, like that I wouldn't have to, uh, like necessarily touch the gold in order to, um, like walk around it. Get to the other side. Yeah, to get to the other side. Give, give me a perception check. Okay. This is going to go so good. Uh, I got a 19. All right. Wow. You can see that this pile fills wall to wall. It's amazing that it doesn't come all the way up to the door, but... He must have been able to come in and out somehow. 
Hmm. Um, Where do you think he got all this gold, Jay? I think we should you... have this conversation outside. Yeah, did, did you say that in a uh, normal speaking voice, or did you whisper that? I said it in a normal speaking voice. <laughs> <laughs> and you, with that, the uh, a couple gold coins rumble and tumble down the hill as the dragon starts to stir on top. Oh boy. Mm. Uh, gosh. Part of me wants to stay in here, and part of me wants to run as fast as I can outside. I think we gotta go. And I, I start to try to pull um, Jesty outside with me. And Wait, that, you see let's see what one, he wants. You see one giant eye open, and he sees you trying to run, and he says, Thieves! And he's Brings his He's head not back wrong. and pushes his head forward, opening his mouth, and a large wall of flame rushes straight towards both of you. I'm not a thief, I shout. We didn't touch it. And as the flame uh, is just about to reach you, you put your hands up to protect yourself. You blink, and you're back in the hallway, standing in front of the text on the wall. Okay, let's try again, and we and I run and push open the door and go back inside. And you see the same scene. The dragon uh, is sleeping atop of the pile of gold. Uh, Chessie, do you come with me, or do you, are you still outside? No, I'm coming. I'm coming with you. Yeah. Okay, you with me? Okay. Uh, Can I try and climb up the pile of gold to talk to the dragon? I think we should. Actually, you, could, uh, you wouldn't have checked with me first, so... Yeah, go. You uh, try and make... Are you doing it sneakily, or...? Yeah, stealth. Stealthily. Okay, go ahead and make a stealth check. Advantage, because the dragon is sleeping. Ooh. So it means right-click on your on the number next to stealth. Oh. And so re- redo that. What'd you get? He got a 9 the first time. You can just roll it again. Yeah, roll it again. Right-click, advantage. No, but you don't get another. You don't. It's fine. Okay. That's much better. 22. Right, 22. Yeah, you, uh, just as you hit the, the pile of gold, you start very slowly and gingerly climbing up it. And uh, you find yourself within 10 feet of this dragon. Of what, what part of the dragon? The, the nose or the, the claws or the tail? Are you going to try to ride it? You tell me what... What uh? Where would you have climbed? I would have climbed off to the side, so I'm kind of right at its left front shoulder. Okay. About ten feet away. Okay. His tail is is stroking the gold to my right. Oh, kind of like a cat when they're asleep. They're yes. Sometimes. Okay. Yes. Actually, that's the not... the dragon's kind of purring too. <laughs> okay. Uh, are deep, there any like um, are there any like weapons that look pretty fantastic around around him? Oh yeah, you can make a perception check and see kind of um, what might be sticking out of this pile. Okay, I got an eighteen. You I've can heard. see, yeah, there's there's probably a big uh, like gold hilt sticking out. Looks like it's probably at the end of a great sword. And in this hilt, there are three large rubies and um, a jade uh, gem in there as well. And it's just shiny and big and beautiful. Now oh, I can't use that. Oh, well. 
are there any fantastic uh, like quarterstaffs or um, a harness to ride the dragon? A harness to ride the dragon. Um, uh, every, I I think I know what you're you're looking for, but everything in here would be metal. No, I'm not looking for something that's metal necessarily. Uh, I'm just looking for something that I can use, and I can't use a great sword. Um, you find a quarterstaff, but if your quarterstaff needs to be wood, or if it needs to be, uh, then you wouldn't find a wooden one here. You can see a an ornately decorated uh, golden one. Okay, uh, so. I am. Uh, I'm gonna look around specifically for. Um, actually, you know what? <laughs> so you're still way down at the bottom of the pile, right? I am still way down at the bottom of the pile. I. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy to come up there with you, but I'm pretty sure that we need to address the. Well, this is table talk. Um, uh, I'm gonna try to get to, Jesty. Uh, so okay. I'll make a stealth check as well. Go for it. And what, with advantage? Uh, sure. Because he got it. Mm-hmm. Is that just up to the dungeon master whether or not you get advantage? Mm-hmm. For the most part. So I got a 16. All right. You are able to clamber up beside Chesty. Okay. Hey, and I whisper, hey, buddy, uh, I think we need to talk with the dragon in order to find what we need. And I, whis- I whisper back, that's why I came up here. Do you want to talk to him? Or do you want me to talk to him? I can talk to him, and then you can have some spell ready to protect us if necessary. There is no spell that I have that would do anything to stop an adult dragon. But go ahead. There aren't any There aren't any crystal potions around? Oh, you know what? I do. I do. It's called make-believe. I think we'll just start over again. <laughs> Alright, go for it, Kyle. So... I'm going to I'm going to walk up and start to p- scratch the dragon behind its ears. <laughs> and you see his giant eye open up and he kind of jumps up, but because of his size, and just to give you an idea, he is about 20 feet long, maybe 25 feet long. So he jumps up and as he jumps this pile of gold just shifts and and almost starts to slide down so we need both of you to make uh, acrobatics or um, athletics checks to not fall flat and get caught in this tidal wave of gold with or without advantage without I got an 11 I got a 9 it was so close alright both of you get swept away and as he comes up to his full height and looks down, he says, Thieves! And opens his mouth at you. And you're back in the hallway. Okay. Chesty. Yes. That was a good thought. Scratching it behind its ear. Uh, I think we should maybe... Be, maybe... Uh, Look elsewhere in the cave? Is there... Okay. Is there anywhere else to go in the cave? No. Okay. I think that what we need is in there. But... Maybe it has something to do with empathy and a sword with three rubies and a jade. I don't think it has anything. I think it has to do with empathy. Uh, I'm going to put my fancy, uh, fancy new um, invisibility cloak torch back where I found it, and then 
Chesty, I am going to try to talk to the dragon and uh, not scratch him behind his ear. As he, even though he was he was making a noise that reminds me of purring, I, I think that's maybe not the maybe not the best path to go on this one. Is it right if I Jade? Do you? So we should probably try, just try and ride him this time. Yeah. Jade, as as you were thinking about these things, do you want to make another um, history or nature check? Sure. I'll make a nature check. <laughs> uh, I got a 10. A 10. All right. So Barafra Dearth, you know, uh, had lived in these mountains for more than 300 years um, before these events have a, mm-hmm. uh, had occurred. So he'd been here for a long time. He is an old dragon. Okay. I think I want to try the thing, though. So... Jesty, will you come with me, but not say anything? Absolutely, I will. <laughs> okay. So go in. I open the door. And then we close it. Okay. And then I say, oh, great. Um, Bravadurth. Bravadurth. We uh, humbly ask your counsel. Mm-hmm. And he opens an eye. And looks down at you. He raises his head a little bit, but it's kind of more in a quizzical, kind of cocks his head to the side. And with me, why would you want to have counsel with me? Uh, because of your great wisdom and uh, knowledge. And uh, a dragon so great and so uh, old uh, has seen many things. And as you're talking, you see a big, almost terrifying, toothy grin appeared. Why, yes, I have. What exactly can I do for you? Uh, my colleague and I, companion, friend, buddy, uh, and I, comrade, comrade, comrade is what we're going with, oh great dragon, uh, seek uh, a lost book. I think. Kyle, are we seeking a lost book? That sounds about right. We're seeking a lost book, and uh, though uh, little of stature as we are, um, we, would, we would offer you uh, any, any help that we could or anything that, that we had in our power to do. And he, his smile instantly fades, and he kind of squints his eyes down and a book... Why would I have need of books? Well, I, I, I wasn't thinking that you'd need it, oh great dragon. Uh, that was why I was hoping you might tell us uh, or help us or where it was. Because, you, you know, you obviously you like things that are metal. Uh, and then I, I kind of gesture to all the gold. And uh, he, he, he scoffs and said, why should I help you when your kind has ruined my home? It looks quite nice. It, it seems nice. And he... With that, he kind of stands up on all four feet, and he rises to his full height. I try to stand up just a little bit straighter when he does that. Not in like a, um, uh, in an arrogant way, but just in a, I don't know. That's just what I do. Um, what, what, uh, what, what happened? Oh, great. And I mumble the name like that. What do you mean, what happened? You know what your people did. As you said, I am old, 
I have lived here hundreds of years, and your kind moves in and ruins it for everyone. You are not the first fighters from Ehrlich to come. I'm not interested in slaying you or your treasure. As, I, as I've said, we're interested in... Uh, understanding you. Understanding you. We want to know what it's like to be in your scales, oh great dragon. Well then, understand this. And he puffs a thick um, just plume of black smoke right at both of you and it just like makes you cough and it's hard to breathe and it obscures your view of him. Understand what? <laughs> I think he was trying to tell us to hit the road. Well, with the mention of the town of Ehrlich and being covered in smoke, why don't one of you try a history check with advantage? See if we can overcome D&D Beyond's love of low roll numbers. Uh, maybe Jade should. I just rolled. I got a 13. All right. So you remember that the town of Ehrlich, um, the heroes were probably referring to one of their leaders, a female by the name of Safria Pinethorn. And she ruled over Ehrlich for 56 years. And she died at the age of 64. So she started when she was real young. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, great dragon. Little of stature we are, and little of mind. Can you make it a little more plain, uh, what your meaning with all the smoke is? He says, with all the smoke, I can hardly fly. I can hardly hunt. And that, is, and that smoke is new since your town has brought it here. So, you want all the smoke gone. How are we going to... Like, it's cold. What are we going to do without fire to warm ourselves and cook our food and stuff? The amount of smoke that your town is creating is not mere fires. It comes from the... the uh, it comes from the mines, and it comes from the smithy. That is not cooking fire. Hmm. Many have lived here before and have not done the kind of industrial work you do. Maybe there's a river nearby that we could use to generate hydropower. What is hydropower? Where you use the water to generate energy. To generate what? To, to generate electricity? No, this is like the, uh, the tent. The... No, not to generate electricity. Use to, to move other to move other objects to create useful work well the the nearest not frozen river is uh, quite far away from your town or from that town hmm so probably not hydropower probably not not at this time maybe in a couple hundred years um that i think you're thinking way ahead of your time there buddy mm -hmm. uh is there uranium nearby maybe even further ahead than the hydropower. Uh, think think uh, Middle Ages, height of the Black Plague, but not Black Plague, but that 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 part of history. Well, but what? during uh, that time, it was a warm time in the Middle Ages before the Black Plague. They, uh, oh, oh, dragon, what would you have us do? Shut down the smithies. Shut down the machines. Hmm. I'll have a think on that. Um, is there any uh, is there any way that I could show uh, the people of 
per click that that we come sent from you. What guarantee do I have that you will do as you say? Um, if we don't come back, uh, if I'll, I'll stay here and hang out with the dragon while you go back and tell them as ransom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. There we go. I do enjoy playing with my food. Well, but you can't eat meat until we Jade gets back. I mean, I guess you could, but then the smoke would continue to billow up from Ulrich. Also, uh, there's just the two of us, and I, that wouldn't show them that I came from you. Uh, and also, if you killed him, he would just go back to the beginning of the cave. What? Uh, you've killed us twice already, and we just go back to the beginning of the cave. I have never met you before. Yeah, okay. Um, let's see. What could I... What do I have? Uh, if we if we don't come back within five days, you could try, you could raise the town, I guess, like you did that one time. I'm not saying that we'll come back successfully, but we'll certainly certainly give it the you know the old druid try. Then I I whispered to uh, Jade, why would we bother coming back? What's the point of coming back? Uh, so that the town doesn't get raised, buddy. You gotta pay attention. Are we from that town? No, but we don't want people dying because we've made a promise to a dragon. And we need the book. We need the book. Ah, uh, there we go. He uh he kinda cocks his he kinda cocks his head at what Jade had offered. He snorts and a little bit of black smoke comes out of his no- nostrils and he says, You have yourselves five days. And he lowers his head and closes his eyes, and as he does all the dragon and all the gold in front of you disappear, leaving a large open room with a humanoid-sized door on the other side. There's nothing in here? There's nothing in here at all? Problem solved. Nothing at all. How far is it to Ulrich? Which I'm going to say wrong every time. Is it like two and a half days travel? Or is it like a day and we can, or two days and we can at least give it a good shot? You uh, you get the feeling that all of this was a uh, mirage from an old, like a historical event that you were replicating. Oh, interesting. Didn't even have to make an arcana check for that. Okay, we walk. Uh, I go and uh, look at the door. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to check it for um, traps. Traps. Again. Yeah. I'm no traps. Try. Okay, fine. Uh, okay, I go through the door. I open it up. Come on, right. come on, Chesty. Duck a little. You're going to hit your head. So as you open up this other door, I have to switch back to my walking through doors notes. Uh, one lone torch remains lit on the back wall beside the smaller humanoid-sized wooden door. You check it and find it to be unlocked. Beyond lies a modest-sized room, about 30 feet by 30 feet. In. Uh, throughout the room are a few t- tables and chairs. On the wall to your right is a mirror. It spans the entirety of the wall from side to side and floor to ceiling. On the opposite wall is a large fireplace with a mantle and a painting of Broadwood Earth and Safria, the uh, the girl that later became the uh, um, leader of Ehrlich. Her at his feet, standing proud and unafraid, his tail laid gently before her. Across the, from the room you entered is another door, 
and beyond that door is a short hallway with three rooms. Across from where you entered is another door, and beyond that is a short hallway with three rooms, one in front and one on each side. What do you do? Three rooms. That's the room. That's where you're at. Oh, what do you do? Okay, so there's there's three rooms. I got you. Now what do we do? Uh, Investigate. So there's this this first room that you're in with the tables and chairs and the mirror. May? Can we see ourselves in the mirror? On the table in the room you're in? No. You can see yourselves in the mirror. Is there anything on the table? In the room you are in? No. Uh, Not in this room. Investigate the painting. Is it anything other than a painting? The painting is just a painting. Uh, is there anything differentiating the doors, the three rooms? So those are in another hallway off of this room. So you'd actually have to leave the room to, to go see those. Yeah, so I'm gonna go look at I'm gonna go look at the doors and see if there's any differences between them. Nope, they're all closed. And they're all look the same. Okay. What do you want to do, Chesty? Do you think that Ravadurth may have been a palace lizard? It's possible. It seems like he was with the Safria. With Safria, yeah. He was Safria's palace lizard. Uh-huh. So he was a, he was the palace lizard of wisdom. Uh-huh. What about these doors though? I was just musing on that. Okay. I can take the right one. You can take the left one. Uh, I'm pretty squishy. I would prefer to stay with slash behind you. If uh, if something comes out and tries to get us. Can I investigate the right door and try and open it? You can, but as you are leaving the room that you were in, you get a feeling that maybe there's something in there that, that you missed. It's a little twing in the back of your mind that says, I shouldn't leave this room just yet. Hmm. What are you doing, Chesty? Come I on, will let's go in. Investigate the edges of the room, like the mirror. I was seeing like the corners. Okay. Can I go investigate the corners? So you don't see anything interesting about the corners, other than the fact that they are where two walls come together. Maybe some cobwebs in there. Well, while he's doing that, I'm going to sit at the table, like sit down. My legs, my legs hurt. Which which way are you facing? Which wall are you facing? Painting or mirror? Uh, the mirror. As you look in the mirror, the table that you are sitting on, or sitting at in the in the mirror, um, has a glass vial of a red liquid on it. But you look back, and there's no red liquid in front of you. Hmm. Can I move? Is there a blue liquid too? Can I move my hand? in the mirror to pick up the red vial and is my mirror person doing like are they able to pick it up the mirror person um moves right through it i hit where it is does it do anything it does not it kind of wiggles and shakes like it should be there huh but uh, okay uh, how heavy is the table yeah you know it's a wooden table Okay, I lift the table up. Does the glass vial move with it in the mirror? It does. (laughs) Chesty, are you not even going to ask me what I'm doing? You're just just watching me lift the table and... Come here, look at this. Okay, so I come over, look in the mirror, and then I try and just put my mouth on it. (laughs) So, uh, as you put your mouth on the mirror, the glass gets steamy in front of you. But before the steam fully occludes your vision, you see 
there, in one of the corners, there's a small square side table, and there's a candle on it that's made of black wax. It's flame burning steadily, but the candle never gets smaller. Ooh. So I then walk backwards towards the corner so I can still, because I can only see the, the candle in the mirror. Correct. Or can I see the candle otherwise? It's only in the mirror. Okay. So I walk backwards towards that corner, watching the mirror until I get to where the candle is, should be. And you have the same experience as a uh, Jade. It doesn't matter what you do. Um, you know, it, you interact with it, the table and the, the candle kind of shakes and wiggles a little bit, but it still I don't burn stays myself. there in the reflection. Nope. Okay, so I lift the table to make the glass vial fall off. Does it? It stays on there. So even if I tip the table completely over, it stays on the table? It does. Okay. Hmm. I uh, knock on the glass. So as you walk up to the glass, do you want to look at kind of get a, a view of the rest of the room? Yeah, sure. So the rest of the reflection, you see um, five items in there. The candle and the glass vial. On the floor, propped up against a wooden chair, is a metal shield. Resting on a wooden stool is a gnarled, like, bitten-up wand. And on the mantle is a large blue uh, a blue leather book with gold leafing and a maroon velvet bookmark sticking out of it. Chesty, come here. Come here, Chesty. That's the book we need. And I point at it and shove his face towards it. <laughs> as much as I and can, I, being very small and him being very large. And then I go towards it and try to open the book to the place where the bookmark is. While looking in the mirror. So as you move your hands through it, it uh, it does not respond to, because it is not there in your room. Okay. Now and I knock your on reflection the... doesn't interact with it. Can I, can I knock on the glass? You can. Nothing happens. What does it sound like? Glass. Does it sound like glass in front of a, in front of a, a wall? Or does it sound like glass in front of a room? Yeah, it sounds like a mirror. Hmm. Can you do it? Never mind. Just kidding. Uh, okay. Huh. I think that's the one we need, though. Uh, Jesse, let's go into this. You want to go in this first right room? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'll follow you. Okay. Do I have to roll something in order to open the door? Nope. Okay, so I just open the... I can open up the door and step through with Jade behind me. No, no, no. I haven't come in yet. You, You walked in way too fast. I've had traps before and kind of get them and uh, as you as you open it you see kind of a workshop like space you know there's a okay. table there's some construction tools okay so i go over to is anything else table construction tools if you make a perception check you might see something else okay uh with or without advantage actually you know what uh you, you don't need to make a check actually on the the uh, workbench, you see a black wax candle with the flame uh, burning steady and never the candle never gets smaller. But this is not in the mirror anymore. Um, can I... No. D- does it feel hot yes. when I put my hand over it? Okay, so it's yes. real. Mm. Is it sitting on a table like it was in the mirror? No, it is on a workbench in this first room to the right. 
So I am going to, is there anything that looks like it's the, it, so in the mirror though, it was on a table of some kind, right? And the table was already in the room. Oh, okay. Because Chesty tried interacting with it. Oh, I see, I see. Chesty, maybe we have to put the things back the way that we saw in the mirror, and then the book will appear. What do you think? Let's try it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to grab the candle and put it out where it goes in the mirror. Do Are there any, like, dings? Yeah, the, the reflection in the mirror kind of flashes and glows a little bit and then fades. Okay. Uh, let's check another room, Chesty. Okay. You want to go in first this time? Yeah. Okay. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do an investigation check. Check if there's any traps. Ooh, I rolled real good that time. Are there any traps? There are no traps. No traps. Okay. I'm going to fling the door open, but not go inside and step to the side. Which door are you going in? Uh, the one, the next one. There was the one on the right. Oh, what? Meanwhile, I'm standing in the middle so I can see in while Jade's over to the side. Very cagey. Yeah. Very cagey Jade. So this one, so this room, uh, you open the door wide and you see inside a bedroom. Um, more of a two-person barracks and laying on the beds are two hobgoblins. I get out my axe. <laughs> uh, are they sleeping? Uh, you, you see that they are not moving as if they may have had heart attacks and died in their sleeps. Wow. Oh. Okay. Almost like a railroad was trying to pick up some speed. Is there anything else I see in here besides the dead hobgoblins? <laughs> there are. You see leaning against the bed is a metal shield. And the um, other hobgoblin has a wand on the um, on his bedside table i bet it's nobbled yeah is that the nobbled one i want a nobbled one i always wanted a nobbled one hey uh jesse would you you want to grab the next door and i'll i'll put these in i'll grab the next door yeah i fling it open run inside and i'm guessing i find a vial that's red (laughs) you have to let him try a little you do it's it's kind of on the shelf with a bunch of other kitchen things but it is there okay grab it run back (laughs) Put it on the on the <laughs> table. Okay. Do, do we get anything right. from the mirror? And as you do, um, you turn around and look back at the mantle, and there's the book. Ta-da! Uh, I grab that, and then I scramble through it, and I look for a specific page, and... Maybe the one with a scarlet bookmark. Once I find it, nope, it's not that one. It's in a different spot. And then I rip out the page and shove it uh, in my backpack. And then I hand you the well, as you're As you're flipping through, you notice that page after page after page is blank. <sighs> On the front cover of the book were written the words Wisdom from Synectitude. Synectitude? And each of the... Yeah. The source was my friend this week. Um... You begin flipping through the pages and you see them all to be blank. You look front and back, beginning and end, upright and upside down, and every page is blank. As you puzzle over the book, a voice calls out, <laughs> Not what you expected, is it? You look up and see an old gnome standing on top of one of the tables. He laughs. <laughs> That's the look everybody's face gets when the book of, 
they find the book of ultimate knowledge can you figure out why the book is empty because there is no knowledge everything is what we make it and it's about the friends you make along the way huh chesty nope i don't think that's it you should listen to your friend more often because he's actually pretty close Wisdom from Synectitude is nothing to do what someone can tell you. You don't gain wisdom from a book. True. Wisdom and knowledge are different. But knowledge comes and goes. Knowledge changes. Wisdom. That's what one hopes to understand. That is what man strives for. And think all that you've learned in this journey. You struggled to make it here. You fought with people along the path. Second, you put yourself in someone else's shoes to see the world from their perspective and showed kindness and compassion. How much more fruitful are you now that you saw beyond your own flesh? And third, you paid attention to your surroundings, and that builds character. You could have walked by that mirror like so many who have ventured before you. But you, you had keen eyes and a patient heart to take in all you saw. Used your own reasoning and logic. You didn't need to read the book. How much greater are the lessons you learned along this journey than mere words within a book? But here, he says and winks, I also know knowledge still has value to one as yourself. And you look down and you see words starting to be scratched onto the page as if a hundred unseen quills are writing them right in front of you. And he smiles at you and says, take it. And he... Okay, I shove it in my backpack. So thanks, buddy. Can I, can I touch him? Is he like real or is he ethereal? As you're about to touch him, he poofs away in a cloud of smoke. Okay. All right, Chesty, let's go. And that is the adventure. All right. We walk out. Scene close. Well, Kyle, thank you for DMing for that us. That is it. I really appreciate it. I know that was, it's always with a one shot, especially when you have work the next morning is, can be tough. Daniel again just wanted to say thanks for listening also thank you to explore for the music I'm not really sure if ratings on iTunes or other podcast services helps you could try that if you enjoyed it or uh, sharing it with a friend someone who you think might uh, enjoy it as well and if you didn't you can go ahead and drop us a line we've got contact info in the show notes you can also support us uh, like a dollar a show thanks We'll uh, talk to you guys soon.